Hello, horror fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Whoa! The The horror. Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check out our uh, website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Check out our back catalog, Seasons 1, Seasons 2, and continue through to Season 3. Correct. You can access our donate option on our player on our webpage mm-hmm. or our show notes mm-hmm. if you're listening to any other platform. It's yeah. through our Linktree uh, link tree link. Nice. Yeah. You can check out podcast platforms, all that jazz. Yeah. Yep, so, yep, yep. how's it going? Well, your girl went and got an ear infection. I know. And by the time this drops, I will have been taking my antibiotic for a week. Mm-hmm. And progress has been made. Much, much, mucho, yes. mucho mas. Yes. You were, uh, didn't really show it over the episodes, the previous ones, but <laughs> you were in rough shape. I was not living my best yeah, life. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I didn't know if like the headphones and if any of that was going to be a problem. And so I just stayed quiet about it. I figured if I said something, it would manifest, you know? Yeah. No, no. Uh, headphones were fine, but I, I had a, um, a love affair with a heating pad. Yeah. For what? Three weeks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, the pain was so bad that I just, I couldn't get comfortable to well, sleep. You, you had that nice encounter with the door downstairs. <laughs> that was last week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My, uh, my vertigo where I, I, I kind of pulled to the right all day. <laughs> well, I remember it woke me up. I thought the dog hit. The door with his tail. Yeah, no. No, no. I see you it, kind of it, like scaling sideways. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I know what we're doing tomorrow. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> This and, has gone on and long it enough. it was. The day after was when I had the the pain. And then uh, yeah. that Monday, I was like, yeah, no, um, I'm not even going to fight you when you're like, we're going to urgent care. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a good idea. That's a great idea. We should probably do that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Not quite a double ear infection, mm-hmm. but I was on my way. Well, I remember when I had mine a couple of years ago, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't an infection, but it was all the stuff was stuck yeah. on my eardrum. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the physicians saying yeah no it looks fine mm-hmm. we'll send you to ent ear nose and throat and i go to ear nose and throat and she puts a thing in my ear and she goes oh <laughs> i was like great this is, this is what i love to hear when i'm at a specialist yeah, that's exactly what you want to hear that's exactly at a what you want to hear at a specialist and she's question like, in their voice she's like oh she's all right i'm like ah something you haven't seen before she's yeah not Really like this, and and the funny part was she's in my ear, and she's, can you uh can you hear me? And I was I was like yeah, and then she goes, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I was like yeah, I think so, and I do the whole like hand over the ear on one side, and I'm like say something, and I'm like 
yeah, I can kind of hear you. Yeah. She's like, oh, kind of? She goes, yeah. She goes, from what I'm seeing, you shouldn't be able to hear anything. <laughs> it was all fused to my eardrum. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. Good times. Well, the weird part with your ears is generally you don't know what's going on until it's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, I got a little weird earache, or it just feels a little pluggy, you know? Yeah. And you kind of pop your ears a little bit and mm-hmm. stuff, and then then there's that day yeah. that comes, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck. I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny how uh, your body will just do that. Uh, yeah. That little. I call uh, it the hard reset. Yeah. And your body's like, yeah, no. Yeah. No, we're going to, we're shutting her down. There's just that Rubicon <laughs> moment where you're like, oh, I can't go back to the way I was. Nope. Not, not quickly. And then you got to remind yourself, I mean, what you're going through now, it's, you've been dealing with this for like three weeks. Yeah. You yeah. know, three, four me, weeks. It took me three weeks to get here. Yeah. So. It's going to yeah. take a week or two with a little help. So. I will say, though, with the pain, once I took the ibuprofen, mm-hmm. like, the pain was gone yeah. instantly. And I was just sitting there like, why didn't, why didn't I do that? Yeah, yeah. I spent a whole night in agony. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when you know Got you're not- hardly any sleep. That's when you're not feeling well. Yeah. You just don't make good decisions. Yeah. You know, I know I don't. Yeah. When I'm not feeling well, I make some of the worst decisions I've ever made, <laughs> you know, and especially like headaches. I don't like taking things anyways. And I'll just laugh like you won't even say anything. You'll just come over, open your hands, conk, and you'll <laughs> just do. throw the pills in my hand and you got the glass of water. You're like, take this, please. You know, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've watched you enough yes. you know this is yeah. uh i can see where you're spiraling <laughs> and i'm like i know what happens after this yeah. so no, we're not, gonna nip this in the bud <laughs> it's not pretty no it's you know. not like i can see the blood vessels in your ears mm. that's how bad it is <laughs> so i'm like i would prefer not to see that well, and that's a weird thing. Like, I have a very high physical pain threshold. Like, mm-hmm. physical pain, I have a very high threshold. And I've always had it. But if I get sick or it's something viral, it just beats the shit out of me. It does. It just tears me it's apart. So I'm like, you know, I'm good one day. <laughs> and then the next day, I am garbage. And I'm garbage for at least 24 hours. That's a minimum, you know, that's, that's a minimum entry fee for me on something viral. Yeah. If it's you know. viral, it's, it's usually yeah. three to five days. Yeah. But it's the mini, the minimum door charge is 24 hours. I know yeah. in my mind that 24 hours is going to be pure hell. Yeah. And I'm running like a crazy fever. I'm chilly. I got the sweats. That's also when I know it is like the day I'm in the house and I got to put on long pajamas yeah. and like a like a fleece top just yeah. to hang out in the chair. Yeah. That's when I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm sick. <laughs> Damn it. And I already see it in your eyes. You're just like, great. Yeah. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Uh, all right, so enough of sickness. Yeah. And all that. We, I mean, speaking of sickness. Speaking of sickness, yeah. Yeah. George Carroll. 
Yes. So this is the disappearance of George Carroll. This guy was missing for what? 40, 50, 40, 50 years, almost 60 like years. Yeah. And like just here to here one day gone, gone the, the next. next. And well, bunch of kids and the kids are like why don't we what's start going on? Why don't we start unwrapping this? All right. Sources. Sources. I'm not going to give you the title of any articles because mm -hmm. spoilers. Yeah. Uh, New York Post article from 2019 by Natalie O'Neill and Lorena Mangelli. Uh, Medium.com. An article by Martina Petkova from uh, October of 2020. Mm. And Top5.com. Really? Yep. That's How about it? you? I have all that's interesting dot com, mm -hmm. SNBC uh, SNBC thirteen dot com. Mm -hmm. uh, captured a little thing from People. Mm -hmm. uh, I did check Medium out as mm -hmm. well, and uh, the Daily Mail because I always love to see what shit they're pumping out. <laughs> the Daily Mail. Uh, so I stumbled across this story. I was going to say, when did you come across this? Because I didn't know about this. I stumbled across this in, I don't know whether it was the Facebook news feed or if it was um, the general news feed, like the Yahoo. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure it was Facebook that I stumbled across this. And yeah. I was like, is this even real Yeah. type of deal? Uh -huh. And then I started actually like, looking it up and I went, Oh shit, no, this this is legit. This is real. <laughs> this is bizarre. <laughs> it is. So let's get into this yeah, because this yeah. has some juicy nuggets. Yeah. George Carroll was an army corporal in the Korean War and was born in the early thirties. He married a woman named Dorothy and in nineteen fifty two they had their first child, a girl that they named Patricia. Two years later came their second daughter, Jean. And in 1955, George bought a small cottage on an isolated wooded road called Olive Street in Lake Grove, Long Island. And that's where he moved his family. Long Island? Long Island. Got you. And in 1957, Stephen was born, followed by Michael in 1961. George's children were 11 nine, six, and two years old when one day in 1963, he vanished. Now I'm going to do a hard stop for a second because mm -hmm. in um, several of the sources and in the family story itself, yeah. the kids always believed that he went missing in 1961 when Michael was born, meaning Michael was like four months old or something like that when oh. his father went missing. However... Turns out, he actually did go missing in 1963. I wonder if Michael was just like, great, I came along, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Yeah. They were told he went out to, quote, do something and never came back. Mm. So growing up, George's children naturally kept asking about him, but they never got any answers other than, quote, he just left and didn't come back, and, quote, don't ask, it's not important, end quote. Hard mm. stop. Don't ask. It's not important. <clears throat> That's a flag. Where is my father? Yeah. Oh, don't ask. That's not important. Yeah. It's like, um, you no, know, this is like the opposite. This is like super important. Like, he's your husband. Wouldn't you be worried? 
Like, yeah, yeah, that's not good parenting. <laughs> but like I if, mean, let's think about this for a second. It's the 60s. Yeah. So you know she was a stay-at-home mom. Odds are she was not working Im- out of the house. It's implied. So sure. here he's the primary breadwinner. Mm-hmm. If the primary breadwinner leaves the house yeah. and doesn't come back. As a kid, I'd be a little concerned about that. Right? Yeah. I, and as and if I were the wife as the homemaker, I'd be shitting bricks. I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Because with him gone. Where's the money going to come from? How's this all uh, going to work? Unless. How am I going to feed these kids? Uh, Got to have money. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Because I can. Like, even when my parents split up, there was like the day. Yeah. Where we pulled in the driveway. My dad and I. Yes. Coming back from Chicago. Yes. And there's my dad's stuff. Right. In grocery, paper grocery bags. Oof. Yeah. You want to talk about how just like, just Ouch. rough this was. Grocery paper bags outside the garage. So, like, you had the garage, the doors, is two-door garage. not even in the garage. not even in the garage. Outside. All lined up. Yeah. Fuck your shit. And I remember. Who cares what happens I remember my dad just sitting there like, oh, this doesn't look good. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't look good Good for for you. you. I don't see my stuff out there. I don't see my shit out there. This (laughs) uh, this all looks like yours, you know. (laughs) But there was at least that, like that transfer there of just like, yeah, all right, yeah. I see what's happening, but. Right, yeah, no, these kids went from one day dad's here mm. and the next day he's not. And as adults, they reminisced. It just was not talked about, which I still just, it it baffles me. Yeah. This is a different time, man. This is a different <sighs> okay. time. So this is where the true crime part of me yeah. kicks in and mm-hmm. I'm like, Fucking bitch. Mm. She did something to him. Mm. She either she either had him axed or mm. she axed him. Yeah. And that's why she was like, oh, it's not important. Don't talk about it. <laughs> so life continued on without yeah. George. Dorothy never reported his disappearance to the police. Wow. Red flag. I know. I read the that. reddest like, of flags. Never reported him missing at all. And Richard Darris started hanging around the house and Dorothy would later, because he was like a handyman, and she'd later go on to marry him. Mm. And, you know, he had been working on the Lake Grove house at the time of George's disappearance. Working, quote unquote. Oh, I bet he was working. Yeah. He was working on Dorothy. Working more than the house. Yeah. Whoa! (laughs) And... They had a son together, mm. but George's children were still stuck in limbo. They couldn't help but wonder what happened to their father, and friends and family maintained that the reason Dorothy hated talking about George's disappearance was that he probably went back to South Korea to start a new life with a woman he met out there. Mm. Which, maybe, but let's be honest, Korea was what? The late? 50s so he hung out in the states for five six years got Mm. married banged out a couple kids and then he was like you know what i'm going back to korea i'm gonna go back to my my or whatever (laughs) i don't know i just made a random name up sure (laughs) it i mean it 
even if I were a family member, yeah, like if I were a relative of George, I would be like, fucking really? See, I that's... don't understand why no one in his family reported him missing. That's the thing. When I started reading this, I was looking and it's just so hard to digest. You've got this whole community of people and everybody's just like, okay, George isn't around anymore. Yeah, George is just gone. Family, like, where was his employer? Family, Somebody. like just anybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's like George went to work somewhere. There was like a leftover check of time. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, like all yeah. these little details. Yes, all of, of these things. things. And not one person was like, you know, geez, George hasn't come to get his check. George hasn't yeah. clocked in. You know, George hasn't gotten gas. But you- I mean, it also shows because it's, I can't relate entirely, but I think. Like, I'm at a point of a generation where it was the last of, like, you just don't talk about things. Yeah. Like, if it's said, you know, there's yeah. people this current generation. Yeah, there's this current generation that has no idea what that was like. I mean, if there was a parent or parents or something, and they're like, this is final. We're never talking about it. Then everybody's just like, well, I guess we're never talking about it. Guess but, we don't talk about that anymore. But even like that, like the school, like it just shows yes. how different schools were. Like, yeah. like a teacher would just be like, oh, so your dad's not going to be, I'm very sorry your dad's missing. Yes. End of subject. Yep. Now we're just not going to talk about George around the kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're going to help the mom out when she comes, you know, yep. that's if she comes, but now Randy's coming, you know, and Randy's <laughs> picking up the kids. Randy's at the recitals. <laughs> yeah. But after hearing stories about his father, Michael, this is George's youngest son, always thought that what he was being told seemed out of character for his father. Now, he would, as nice. the youngest, he would have been two years old yeah. when this guy went missing. And hearing all of these people talk about his father, he's like, Man, that doesn't sound like what my dad would do. I don't know. I'm thinking that Michael was around a series of what I like to call barbecue talks. Yeah. Where you're hanging around the barbecue. Uh Uh-huh. And there's kind of the side stories, the side stories of barbecues where they're like, yeah, no, that was when George was missing. Michael, look, (laughs) something happened. Okay. What are you saying, Uncle Brett? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Just tell Michael he needs to work on his curveball for T-League. And here's the best part. T-League, you don't pitch. (laughs) Relatives agreed, joking that his dad might be buried in the basement. He never imagined for a second that they were serious. And there were speculations that he was buried under the basement, and it became part of the family lore. That's barbecue talk. How in the fuck do you have in your family's lore, hey, you know this guy who went missing? Probably buried in the basement. You know this guy that went (laughs) missing? You know your dad. (laughs) That guy. You know your dad. You know know the guy that's not here anymore? He's been with you the whole He's time. Here the whole time, man. <laughs> what a weird deal. Oh, I, mean, I just, I just like. I, oh. So rumor says he's still here. Yeah, and so the 
the family lore was that he had been buried under the house since 1961. And that's where the discrepancy with the family lore. Like, is that in the house? Is that uncle? That's what I'm saying. This is barbecue talk. Yes. But I mean, where are George's parents? Where are his? Well, one of them's missing. (laughs) No, George Carroll, the guy who's missing. Oh, yeah. Where are his parents? Where are his aunts, uncles? Where are his relatives? Like, really? George just went for a pack of cigarettes and just didn't come back? You know, when I was reading this, Uh sorry to bring up a tough time, but but when your dad wasn't feeling well Mm -hmm. and we had the, uh, the benefit for him. Yes. And I remember, like, we walk into that, it was that firehouse, right? Yeah. Huge firehouse hall. Yes. And there's all of these baskets and like somebody yes. donated a snowblower oh, and yeah. like yeah. all of this stuff. And, yep. and like your, um, your family, extended family, friends, yes. the town, yes. firemen. Everyone like, was everybody there. Everybody was there. Like there's a town of 1,000 people <laughs> and, and 1,700 people were there. Yes. I mean, it was unreal. Yes. And I remember talking, I was standing there at one point talking to Daniel. Daniel and I were in the middle of all this and we're looking. And I turn to him, I go, you know, if they had this for me, I'd be happy if 10 showed up. Yeah. 10. Same. And and, and Daniel was like, yeah. He's like, definitely. I vividly remember having that conversation with him because that was that's when I was off yeah. with my stuff, yep. you know, and I remember vividly having that conversation and I remember thinking like, man, I hope more than 10 people show up to my thing. Now right. I hope that if I turn missing, at least one person gives I a fuck. I just want one person. <laughs> I just want one person like, pulling yo, for me. Where's she at? Hey, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Jen. I'm sorry for your loss, but where's Frank? Yeah. Yes. You know, Please know. Can we focus on if finding If you don't Frank? come home one day, I am for sure uh, calling the police, being like, somebody's got to find my husband. I would be like furiously devastated if, because here's the thing, and we can laugh and joke about this all we want, but people disappear like that. They do. All the time. Yes. Yes. All the time. Yes. Kids. Yes. Uh, yes. Elderly yes. that are sick, you know, and don't have their faculties and they're gone true and there you know there's a lot of these stories of people that just yeah they they went to get milk or something like that and and they never came back you know and like never yeah like they just they don't know where and like that unresolved finality of it all yes it's got to be just like devastating yeah like that would eat me up like if you were just like hey I'm going to run to Walgreens, grab my inhaler. And I'll be right back. And I'll be right back. And you just never come back. Yeah. And I'm sitting there as I'm reading this, like, I would be, I'd be devastated. I would be. Yes. I'd be Sam Gerard from United States Marshals. (laughs) Checking every hen house, outhouse. Whorehouse. house, And hen house. Yeah. Just like everywhere. Yeah. Same. I just wouldn't stop. I would work and yes. look for you. Yes. Same. Even maybe debate on stop working and, yes. and just become and that. just look. Just sucker the system and grab mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, like an EBT card or something. Yeah. And just full-time job, find Jen. Yeah. You know, 
even if you're dead, just find you. And, you know, people yeah. are just like, well, you know, you just got to get back with your life. And I'm just like, what? I don't get that either. I don't understand how And it's how not even you're... get back with your life. Just look, we're not going to talk about this anymore. You got to move on. You got to move on. And by the way, Randy's going to be working around the house, helping us out, fix some things up here. You know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, All right. What? Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Jeez. I didn't, I didn't know we had all these problems with the house. Randy's been here for like a month. Yeah. What about dad, though? <laughs> dad who? Yeah, I don't. There was never a man named George in this house. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so hard to, to stomach on this. <sighs> so where did these ideas come from? Yeah. That, that, that this would become part of the family lore. Yeah. Now, bar- as bar- outsiders to the Carroll family, barbecue talks. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know what was being whispered behind mm-hmm. those walls and closed doors of the Lake Grove house, but we do know that George's children grew up being told not to ask about their father, and that they were unable to let him go. Mm-hmm. So, as an adult, Jean said she had been praying every day to find out where her father was. The two youngest, Stephen and Michael, were determined to get answers. Mm. Richard Darris was Dorothy's second husband, husband, and they had met while he worked as a handyman on the family home just before George vanished. After George vanished, he and Dorothy got married, and they divorced in 1983. Darris became a long-distance truck driver and reportedly moved to Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. So he didn't disappear. He did not. Okay. He just divorced her and was like... Fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah. Long haul trucker. Yep. Okay. So unable to get his father's mysterious disappearance off his mind, Michael planned a trip to Mexico to question Darius. Mm -hmm. But the very day before Michael was due to leave, Darius unexpectedly passed away. What? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) The one guy who could possibly have answers... It's so devastating. Dies right before you're getting on the plane. That's so devastating. Right? Yeah. Man, the the trials people go through amazes me. 15 years later, in 1998, Dorothy dies. Uh Uh-huh. And shortly before that, Michael urged her again to tell him what really happened to his father. She repeated, he just went out and never came back. So Michael didn't receive an answer from his dying mother, but he purchased the Lake Grove house from her. Yeah. And then, of course, as one does, he moved in. Yeah. George's sons, Stephen and Michael Jr., spent years looking for answers, interviewing neighbors, consulting psychics. But when Michael thought his hunt for the truth was over, his son received a very strange phone call that sent chills down his spine. On the other end of the line was a paranormal investigator who told Michael's son, Michael Jr., that she'd had a strange vision and felt compelled to contact him. Michael Sr. had heard from charlatans before who preyed on the victims of tragedy to make a quick buck. Yeah. But when his son mentioned an energy in the basement... Michael grabbed the phone. The psychic came to visit Michael's home, and he figured he had nothing to lose as she wasn't asking for any money. Mm. But 
She was a strange lady, not too old, but with eyes that looked like they'd witnessed enough horror to last a lifetime. End quote. Yep. (laughs) As they walked down the basement stairs, the woman seemed to be on high alert. Eventually, she stopped dead in the middle of the room and pointed to the ground. The energy, it's coming from right here, she whispered. Not wanting to destroy the basement on the word of a psychic, Michael Sr. rented a ground-penetrating device which confirmed an anomaly in the same general area that was noted by the psychic. Mm. The digging commenced from there. Here we go. By that point, Michael was in his 50s. Two decades older than George was when he went missing, when he vanished. He had a family of his own and two adult sons, Michael Jr. and Christopher. His older siblings were in or near their 60s, and a generation had lived and started to grow old since George disappeared. Michael's mission was to excavate the basement, but it did not run smoothly. He had to stop and start again multiple times because of the danger that he might destroy the foundation of the house. It took years and updates and technology for him to continue his work. Wow. He also wanted to... Um, okay, so... Because Darius is dead and his mm-hmm. mother is dead, yeah, he's realizing that his only way to get answers is the basement excavation yeah so as as horrible as it is and as problematic as it is because he's fucking with the foundation yeah he's gonna he lose knows the house this is it this is really his only option yeah because of you know the family rumor the lore that you know he's buried in the basement mm-hmm. he suffers a stroke Holy. So he could no longer keep digging. He called his two sons and asked them to come over. And on October 30th, 2018, one of them came up the stairs from the basement and said to his father, there's something you need to see. Michael, now 57, still recovering from his stroke, laboriously climbed down the stairs, looked into the hole his sons were digging, and saw a skeleton. Geez, their house is like the Clopex on the Burbs. Yeah. Half a century after George Carroll disappeared, someone finally called the police. It was his 57-year-old son, Michael. He informed the authorities that he had discovered human remains in his basement and that he believed they were his father. After some testing, it was confirmed that the man buried under the house was indeed George Carroll. So it was confirmed because I know some of them I was reading there were waiting for DNA t- testing yes. and all that. I, because I did several different articles, yeah. I was able to pull kind of pair them all, all of together. the updated yeah, the stuff I was reading it was up in the air, so I didn't know what to get on that. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, I'm like, what if it's somebody else? So his skull was fractured, indicating that he died from blunt force trauma and the police officially ruled it a homicide. The case was so unusual that it immediately hit the news. Mm. Michael and his older brother, Stephen, were both interviewed by reporters. So all article all articles published in 2018 that state that George disappeared in 1961, which is what all four of his children grew up to believe. It was part of the family lore that Michael was only eight months old when his father left. Mm -hmm. Since no missing person report was ever filed by Dorothy, everyone, including the authorities in the news outlets, accepted 
1961 is the year of his disappearance. However, after the excavation, the police homicide investigation didn't find much, but they did find court records about a negligence lawsuit that George was part of while he was living at the Lake Grove home. And that took place in 1963, which means he went missing in 1963. Whoa. The lawsuit itself did not seem related to George's murder, but it showed that the memory of all four children regarding their father's disappearance was off by two years. Even Patricia and Jean, who were 11 and 9 when he, quote unquote, went away, grew up believing that everything happened in 1961. And it looks like the truth about George Carroll's fate was suppressed and contorted as much as possible. And it worked on some level, but this never made his children give up. No. If anything, I think it I don't it see how it could. It. I don't see how it, yeah, I don't <clears throat> see how you could give up on something like that, especially a kid and you want to know where you came from. I mean, look at it just with adopted kids, this like. It almost becomes like a like a possessed action mm-hmm. to like go and find their natural <clears throat> yeah. born parents. You know, I mean, it's uh, yeah, I think it's something biologically that you're just driven towards. Yeah, if you don't have something. Yeah, I just oh man, I'd love to know, and I never will. Like how the lore started. Was that just drunk uncles and aunts? I that like after they got into a few you know bourbons or I whatever. Don't, I don't know because, see, here's the thing. We know that he was definitely murdered. He Mm. was either murdered by Richard Darris or Dorothy. It's kind of hard. Or a combination uh, of both. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to put those two. And I think that's why so much effort was put into getting the children to believe that he disappeared in 1961 because Darris didn't come into the picture until 1963. Mm. So that would take any suspicion off of him. Yeah. Because they'd be like, well, he didn't, he didn't even show up here until two years after he went missing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in actuality, it all happened at the same time. This guy becomes a handyman at the house. I'm sure he was drilling holes, not only in uh, the wall or the floor, obviously, obviously in the basement. the floor, yeah. He was also drilling Dorothy. <laughs> because how else How else could they? Yeah, there's so many things I want to know. Like, was it a finished basement when they were kids? Or did that get finished, you know, yeah. like, after the fact? Like, was it just a dirt basement like a lot of things were? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's such a crazy story. And the craziest part of the story to me is not the fact that he went missing, not the fact that he was missing all those years, mm-hmm. but just, again, like, we do these things. Yes. We do these episodes, mm-hmm. and there's just weird crap. Like, the horrific stuff is, like, the reactional stuff. Like, like there was just no reaction. Like, nothing. Yeah, I don't. You know, and, like, I, I hand it to the two kids. They were just, like, we're going to figure this out. Like, yeah. this is crazy. And it's you the know. two youngest. Yeah. His two youngest kids are like, and I'm sorry. I, it's his sons who are like, we got to find answers. Yeah. But I mean, he got the oldest. Right? Ah, what are you doing? You're chasing a ghost. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't. Yeah. And to think he was there the whole time. That's the crazy part. 
That's horrible. It's crazy. It's horrible. It's horrible that they grew up with. Now, the first time I dove into this, yeah. I found an article that had Richard Darris. Uh, he had another wife and there was another divorce because of assault charges. And do you think I could find that article mm. when I was researching for this? So already I had this thing in my mind. I'm like, all right, here's this guy. He's a handyman. He's got some, at the very least, he's got he's got to have some sort of anger issue. So what you're developing is like a 1920s hunch here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is my hunch. Yeah. Dorothy and Richard are knocking uglies. Yeah. Yep. And they believe that they're in love. Mm-hmm. And George is a problem. And a divorce is probably going to be too costly. So let's just bump the guy off. Mm-hmm. Kids are young. 11 and 9 is not young, by the way. And so 11 and 9 is his two oldest. The two oldest. They yeah. were 11 and 9 years old. 11 and 9 years old. Yeah. Wow. And I think we can infer that the blunt force trauma occurred at the house. I doubt that they killed him somewhere else, dragged him back to the house, and buried him in the basement. So this is my hunch Mm. that Darius, being the handyman, Mm -hmm. Probably, I'm going to assume they had a dirt floor, as most homes would have had. Yeah, I, I'm on that. Dug a hole, and he had the hole in the basement, and I'm betting George went downstairs, and he's like, the fuck you doing down here? Flock! And then George goes in the hole. <laughs> he gets covered Thwock. up. Thwock! <laughs> Cast iron pan, hammer, sledgehammer, something. He got hit in the head with something, thrown in the hole. It gets filled up. They go over it with cement, and they're like, look at this basement that Richard did for us. Isn't this great? (laughs) Yeah, but where's Dad? He's gone. He went back to South Korea. Don't ask about him anymore. Uh. Yeah. And I bet that's where the he's buried in the basement came from. Because it went from a dirt floor basement to now they have this mm. cement floor basement. Ugh. And right smack dab in the middle. Like in the middle of the floor. Uh, I don't know. I that's that's my guess as to it could be what a happened. number of things. But here's the I mean, thing: we're never going to know because the two people, yeah, who would have had no, at least some information, they're gone. Are dead. They're gone. Yeah. And how horrible is it that Dorothy didn't even do a deathbed confession? She took that shit with her to her grave. Ugh. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, like, George could have came home and they were doing it in the kitchen or something like that. Struggle. Yeah. 
all that type struggle of stuff. ensues. Yeah, who knows? You know, accidentally I, it, thwacks his that's, head on that's, something. That's terrible. Yeah, dies. I was, I was actually looking up a story here because in my uh, my little human trafficking research yeah thing, I found a story recently, just the other day, and um, there was this teenager that um, was sexually assaulted, uh, drugged, sexually assaulted and trafficked after meeting a stranger on social media, mm-hmm. like the typical yep. deal. Yep. And, um, basically they spoke with the mother and the teen survived this whole thing. Right. Okay. And, um, it began with this like app on her phone. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to look more and more into it. And uh, they're trying to protect the identity of this girl. She's right. 15. Yeah. She had bruises all around her neck and yep. her thighs. Yep. Uh, she was drugged and she recalls getting raped. Yep. Uh, it was um, last year, mm-hmm. uh, July 9th. Um, she was vulnerable, struggling with mental health. Yep. And this is where it just, it's crazy. She starts talking to strangers mm-hmm. on social media. And I bring this up because it's just like, if you're younger listening to this show, you got to be careful who you're talking to on social media. You got to, you know, you just got to like, it's such a, especially for young women, like you're just, I hate to say it, you're prey. Yes, you are. I'm just going to say it for what it is. You are prey to these animals. Yes, you are. And, um, you know, I, I hear it over and over again. You know, because this is how younger people are meeting is mm-hmm. online. Yeah, it's like, man, you're you're really taking a chance here. You're taking a huge chance. And so, she began talking with strangers on social media, and she said she agreed to meet one of them uh, down the street from a relative's house. Yeah, and um, I'm leaving the locations and stuff out of this, but it's northeast mm-hmm. uh, states. And um, a neighbor saw her hop into a truck, and her mom said that. She left with the idea that she was just coming home. So yeah. it's kind of like the same thing. I was just looking it up quick to to talk about it because this is like uh, one of the things I've been checking out. And the case w- was only being handled as a runaway case. Mm-hmm. And uh, investigators began asking questions. And then, um, you know, criminal investigations underway now. Um, but her mom was literally just like brought to tears knowing that her daughter just felt so helpless. Mm-hmm. You know. So, like, from a parent's perspective, it's got to be crazy that your kid's going through this. Right. And you can't reach them. And they're trying to reach out. Yeah. Of the house. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, and she said that when she realized that she was in big danger and couldn't, she couldn't go, uh, she couldn't come home, her only way out was to just die. She thought yeah. that's how it was going to work out. Uh, she vanished, leaving no trace behind. Her mom said she went. To the police begging for help. Uh, in the days that followed, uh, she said that her daughter was brought to several hotels and a house along the way. She said her phone was taken away and she was told that she'd never be able to go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom tried to track her phone, uh, searched for her, but just had no luck. Uh, in the end, it was a gift card she had given her daughter that helped bring her home. Wow. Yeah. So four days later, after she disappeared, her mom noticed a transaction pop up for a purchase on that card at a mm-hmm. Walmart. She called 911, uh, the store, and 
yep. headed west. Uh, so according to a police incident log, a Walmart employee spotted the teen getting into a car with uh, New York plates, and it wasn't from New York. Right, yeah. Um, in the parking lot. Moments later, officers stopped the car, found the daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, her mom said that when she saw her, you know, she just didn't even think it was real. She was already, like, in the losing hope yeah. mode of this whole thing. Uh, they're physically abused. They're mentally abused. They're held away from their families, and yep. they're in a just a hell Yep. as this special agent that's uh, part of the Homeland Security investigations for this stuff and um he was basically saying they're seeing a huge influx of human trafficking cases across the region this is this is northeast yeah this is uh i'll just say for what it is it's new england northeast the people who think they're the greatest fucking thing in the world you know and it's happening there yep uh they see the traditional cases where uh traffickers are recruiting their victims from their social media circles, from bars, from restaurants. They've seen an uptick in social media recruitments of victims uh, through various websites and online uh, dating apps. Mm-hmm. The data they obtained shows a 66% increase in traffickers arrested by Homeland Security and 70% increase in the number of victims helped in the past four years. January marks, uh, this was kind of how it was connected all together on Stuff I was reading January, if people didn't know, was uh, Human Trafficking Awareness Month. You would never know. No, you would never know. You know why? Because they got too many fucking things for months. It's true. You got to celebrate a month. National 10, Pizza Day. 15 different. No, I'm not saying day, yeah. just month. You know, so, um, you know, they're they're trying to hold training now, uh, Homeland Security, for signs of trafficking to identify victims. Uh, they're training people uh, who also work in hospitality industry and local mm-hmm. police. It's a new type of training yep. that's coming on because it's this big of a problem. Yeah, yeah. These, uh, those are the people who would yeah. be the ones who would see, so they need to be able to recognize, yeah. you know, symptoms yeah. and no. traits of these trafficked people. So, you know, they're sounding these warnings out about social media yep. about fucking time. Me being yeah. a... Longtime IT security person. Yes. I always hated social media. Yes. I always hated. What drives me nuts is I was raised in an era. I was just talking about this with someone a couple of weeks ago. I was raised in an era where you never talk to strangers. You never get in a car with a stranger. You never, you know, receive anything from nope. a stranger. Nope. And now we're in this bullshit idea. And I'm sorry, it's bullshit. Yes. Uber. Yeah. You hop into a car. You don't know who the fuck this person is. Yes. You have no idea even if they're an Uber. Yes. Like in the city, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, because like you're looking and you're like, oh, I'm getting, you know, and they just nab idiot people that are traveling in yes. the city. Yep. And, you know, you're you're going on Uber and, it, oh, Dave's going to pick you up. And then you walk, car pulls and up. And you're like, are you Dave? Are you Dave? And, you know, of course. Sure, I'm kidding. Chris is like, yep, I sure am Dave. And you yep. take off. And meanwhile, Dave gets screwed on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you're getting some of these things where people are, you know, women are getting raped and all that. Yeah. I don't have to worry about the Uber. The most thing that's going to happen to me is I'm going to get robbed. Yeah. They're going to take my money. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. They're after the women. Yeah. 
And the women have to understand this. And I know that you're sitting there going, yeah, Frank, I know. It's like, don't go in a car with a stranger. Yes. I just don't, don't do want to hear how yes. the world's against you. Yes. And you're making stupid fucking mistakes. That's, Make good choices. Yeah. And parents, you got to do this to your kids. You know, so share these stories. And there's tons of them. It's funny you know. that you bring up that story. Yeah. Because I was listening to a podcast and it was another one of these girl disappears from her own home. Mm-hmm. She was autistic. She yeah. had Asperger's. She had trouble, like, communicating. Yeah. So yeah. she was living her life online. She yeah. loved her video games. She yeah. loved her role playing No, games. and that's where the and, internet is a great thing for people. And her mother, because that was actually helping her daughter encouraged it. Yeah. However, what she didn't know was her daughter was also involved in all of these social media things. Yeah. You know, she was, it was TikTok, it was Facebook, it was Instagram, it was all these things and the mother had no idea about it. So what happened is, is this girl goes missing, the mother, everyone thought she was in the house. Turns out she was not. The window was open to her room a backpack was missing along with and because of her condition she yeah. only wore certain things yeah those certain things that she wears were in the backpack mm-hmm. her phone and her computer were taken not the chargers she left a note to her mother that she was meeting this person and that she was going to come back and there were chairs stacked up where she the girl jumped climbed up the chairs jumped over the stone wall and she disappeared. Now, the police get involved, and they go th- start going through her stuff. And they're able to kind of, like, backtrack some things. They're able to find their way in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you will, yeah, through a back door. And this police officer was like, listen, parents, I can't stress this enough. He's like, there's no reason for children under 10 to be on a phone no. that has access to the internet. Yeah. He goes, a flip phone is fine. Yeah. They need nothing more than that. And he goes, and I understand that as they get older. Oh, you know what parents ha- will tell you? It's socially awkward. Socially awkward. Yeah. And he's saying, no, crazy. absolutely not. Yeah. And he goes, it's crazy. as they get older, if you're going to give them something with access to the internet, he goes, you need to have parental controls. Oh, yeah. If they have any of these social media accounts, he goes, you need to know the password. You need to be able to But that's to the thing is they can circumvent around it. And that's why you just don't give them the device yes. in the first place. Yep. And here's the thing. If they're going to go and get the device their own, good. Get the job and get the $1,000 phone you're after. To pay for it yourself. Or the $700 phone. Get the job. Get the responsibility. You know, but but the fact is, is I've read so many of these things doing the research I've been doing, and it's just the same fucking story over and over and over again. There are so many And what's driving me nuts is the news is not doing anything. Anything. anything on this. No. They're rather chasing some bullshit political thing yeah. or whatever. And yeah. it's like, this is a story that everyone can get behind. Yes. This is a story that everyone yes. can organize behind. Yeah. You know, and you know, you got these H you, you've got these, uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, 
Homeland Security investigation folks, and they're just trying to handle this, you know. Yeah. So they were saying, you know, these these traffickers, they normally have an I- online presence. Yep. Uh, and it's basically this the role. I, I wanted to, I knew we were going to run short on this, and this is where I wanted to run this, this bit here because it has good advice in it. Okay. This is what's happening of the stories that I'm reading. And I've, I've been reading this now. If you've been keeping track with the show for the last six months okay. to eight months, I've been following this human trafficking research. I've got a ton of it. Yeah. But, but this is the deal for most of it with kids. These traffickers have an online presence and they're uh, looking like an influencer. Yes. Because for some reason, kids are just attracted to online influencers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. They don't even have to agree with what you're doing. Oh, you're an influencer? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got 40,000, you know, uh, followers on TikTok? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's like a celebrity thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they look like they're living a great lifestyle. This yep. is what they'll show. So it appeals to many people who are teenagers because, yep. you know, uh, you can think a lot of other industries that are yes. chasing, in, you know, teenagers like this. And, um, you know, they're adding... That parents, again, what you were talking about, parents got to monitor online activity. Yes. I know it sounds like a Nazi. I know it sounds like crazy. But when I was a kid, I couldn't hide shit in my room. No. Nothing. No. You know, and I know if my parents were around this time era and through here, I wouldn't have the phone because they wouldn't know how to monitor it. But if I had the phone, I sure as shit know my dad would go and take computer classes technology yep. courses, whatever, to know what the hell's on my phone, let alone if I was a daughter. Yes. You know. Uh, Our I computer mean, was in the living room. Yeah. So that that was the mm-hmm. only computer that you could use in the house. Yeah. So if you were doing anything, you were in full yeah. view of everyone. My half-sister and her husband, yeah. they had twins and they, yep. they had the computer in the living room yep. because I used to work on it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I, I was just telling a coworker of mine that, cause he's like trying to figure out when and do the computer. I'm like, put it in the freaking living room yes, where you can see it. Yes. Not this little hidden corner no. thing where they can play, no. you know, hide the app thing and all no. that stuff. Right. You're right looking there. at everything on the screen, Yep. you know, and um, you know, it's, it's this thing where, yeah, they're they're They know exactly how to target these kids. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that we were watching, you know, the romance online romancers and they're scamming the yes. the old lonely yep. women yeah. you know, out the of their money. Thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. But they're after the person. They're not after money because the right. cause the person's capital. Correct. The person's capital yes. on this. They're the they're and, the commodity. Yeah. And and parents need to monitor online activity and they need to make sure that they know that any relationships that they may be developing online and monitor them closely as well. Mm -hmm. Um, In this young girl's case, uh, an online relationship in those four days caused damage that it's a lifetime for her. Yes. The trust issues, everything, you know, gone. And the woman said, she goes, one of the things my daughter said to me that really broke my heart was that I'm here kind of a prisoner of my own nightmares and trauma while the people who did this to me are out there enjoying their freedom and probably preying on more victims. Of course they are. No, and it's just, I, I'm bringing these up more and more because mm-hmm. I'm sorry. People need to hear about it. Yes, They need they to hear about it more and more. Uh, this poor girl was hospitalized for months um, just to overcome the trauma yeah. of all this. Mm-hmm. And the criminal investigation still going. 
you know. Yeah. I'm at a point now where I've I've almost debated on offering services to families on how to help them track yeah. this type of yeah. stuff and you know yeah. things to do. But uh, off the cuff, my first thing is just don't give them a fucking phone. No. Just enough with the phones. Yeah. These kids don't need these phones until they're older than eighteen. Yeah. They give just them don't need phone. them. They don't need them. And if you need to give them a phone, give them a boring flip phone. Yeah. And that's it. Where they can just basically call and do text messaging. That's it. You know, and and that's it. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I'm tired of hearing the bullshit of, you know, oh, kids need phones. It's like, no. No, We've gone thousands of years without kids having phones. Yeah. And it was fine. They don't need to fucking have phones. And it's not like they're making them rocket scientists. Yes, exactly. Let's just talk about that out yeah, loud seriously. for a second. Yeah. You know, they're watching TikTok videos. I Yeah. I was even just talking with somebody, you know, even TikTok, like the the Chinese threat on TikTok, and I, I imagine people are, oh, here we go. But the top ten TikTok videos over in China, because they have their own yeah. internet. Yes. It's all Basically, educational base, uh, learning, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Over here, the top 10's a bunch of just fart bullshit. You know, it's just, it's dumb shit. Yeah. And and the other agenda with TikTok, for those that aren't technically inclined with all this, is the the game is AI. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm sorry, but in 10 years, you're not going to recognize life as we know it. Yes. In 10 years, it's going to be completely different. And it's going to be all due to AI. Mm-hmm. AI is going to revolutionize everything. We're bringing more of that into the show mm-hmm. as well, just yes. as an example. Yes. But the whole fact of the matter with AI and the problem that China has with AI is they're on a closed network. Right. So they only have the boundaries of China. So all right. their AI, as far as China's concerned, and the Asian culture, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's unbelievable. They're yeah. light years ahead mm-hmm. in AI. They're light years because they've been do- working on this for a long time. Yes. But their problem is, is they don't know anything other than China and Asian culture. Right. Because they're a locked network. Yeah, they're in a bubble. So that's what they're doing with TikTok. Yeah. They're sending this out to all the other countries and you're doing all of this behavioral stuff that's training their AI. Correct. In effect, making the most craziest communist country in the world stronger yes so keep doing it keep doing the ice bucket challenges and all that shit eat some tide pods whatever you know but just know this is what's happening yes and then again giving yeah you are giving china the information that they need Mm -hmm. to attack from within yeah yeah no good job folks no i'm at a point now where uh I, I would love to start working with some schools in the area here and working with uh, this uh, application called uh, Multigo and some other things mm-hmm. like that. And what they do is they scour all this stuff. So I'd love to just do like a 30, 40 minute talk mm-hmm. on, on this stuff with kids and the kids would be like, oh, this is stupid. This is dumb and all that. Yeah. But in the background, have this going around and choose four random kids through there, and you know, yep. young women, mm-hmm. and then just be like, I know everything about you. Mm-hmm. I know everything about you. And I didn't even have to look for it. This yeah. thing found it. Yeah. And I know everything. I know what you like. Mm-hmm. I know what you're pissed off about. Mm-hmm. I know how to attack your feelings and your yes. emotions. Yeah. You know, I could just turn cold, straight, freaking predator yeah. on you. Yeah. 
and just tell you everything you want to hear. This is how pimps get women into prostitution. It is. Yes. It's exactly the same freaking ploy. Mm-hmm. It's the chick that has daddy issues yep. or something wrong with the family. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they reinforce that that's happening to her. Yep. Saying, yeah, your dad does treat you like shit. Yep. And your parents do. No one fucking loves you mm-hmm. except me. Yep. I love you. Mm-hmm. And in like fucking gravy. Yeah. Just, you know, fish in a barrel. <laughs> You know, and it's sad. And we're going to see more of this. We're going to see more of this until, I'm sorry, I hate to tell people this. We're going to need cops. We're going to need police. We're going to need investigative departments that handle this stuff. Yes. You guys want to take money away from cops? Go ahead. But this shit's going to keep happening. Exactly. And And it's going, and I agree. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to And this is where I hate people where they're like, well, defund the police. It's actually just distributing. No, you want to take it away. That's what defund means. Yes. And if you think it means something else, then say what it's supposed to mean. Right. Stop saying a word that takes away from things. Yes. And you don't mean that. Start learning how to speak language and understand language. Yes. And, and these departments need to be equipped to handle this stuff. Yes. They need the technology and the training and yes. all of this stuff for that. We have to, the police force has to evolve. Correct. To meet up this threat. Not yes. only meet up with it, but stick exceed with it. it. Yeah. And exceed it and yeah. be at the front end of it. And that requires investing in them. Yes. Not it does. taking money away yes. from them. And I'm sorry. And when these people get in trouble and they get arrested, they get thrown in jail. Yes. You know, if they can make bail, great. If not, they're in jail and they're waiting until they get their trial. Right. So with that being said. <laughs> I do have a uh, an ending, if you will. You do. I do. Other than he was just dug up from the ground. and Yeah. About a year after the excavation, George Carroll was laid to rest at the Cal- Calverton National Cemetery in Riverhead with full military honors as a war veteran really 50 people friends and family not one of you called the police to report him (laughs) missing (laughs) attended the service to say their final goodbyes and it was bittersweet for patricia jean stephen and michael i can imagine they accepted they will never know what exactly happened to their father back Uh, in the 60s but they faced the loss all over again yeah I believe he was cremated. Uh, but at if, least they lay into rest or, correctly. you know, I mean, there's that, yeah. that closure. Yep. Cause that would be crazy to go through that whole, you know, and like we were talking before, I mean, there's just a ton of people that just end up missing, yeah. you know, just off of various things and boy, the perseverance on that. So get just, a load of this. Yeah. A pale and a fellow Korean war vet passed around a never before seen photo of Carol riding in a military vehicle with actress Marilyn Monroe. What? And members of an honor guard presented his family with an American flag. And as they were saying their final goodbyes at the ceremony, a bagpipe rendition of Amazing Grace was played. No kidding. Yes. I wonder if that was the fight that it happened. Maybe that was it. She was like, you know, you're nothing, George. He's like, nothing. I rode with Marilyn Monroe. Exactly. She just came out with a cleaver and just nailed him. So his here's your Marilyn Monroe. His remains were cremated and placed in a small wooden Uh, box, which the family plans to store in a columbarium. And that's a tough story too, because I mean, we'll sit here and bag jokes on like the mom doing this and that, but the family, like, that's tough. Yeah. You know, because that's your mom. Yeah. 
you know, and especially growing up and like your mom raised you that whole time. Yeah. And then to find out that, you know, it could have went this yeah. way or odds yeah. are she knew or, yeah. you know, and here's the thing. Maybe she thought he was missing, you know, maybe somebody did it all in the background. You know, you can't eliminate any of this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just, uh, you know, maybe Darius did kill him of his own volition. Yeah. I mean, it just like and you, she really didn't know. Yeah. I mean, but then I think she would have approached it differently with her kids. She would have said, honestly, I don't know what happened. To yeah. Your dad. I, just like but it's such a weird it story. Was very veiled what she was saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't ask about it, which leads me to believe. Well, yeah. No, I she mean, knew full well. You can throw opinions on this all day long and you're still going to end up with. Yeah. Like no he just went out and never on. came back. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. So uh, that's it for George Carroll. It is it for George yeah. Carroll. What do we got going on next week? <laughs> next week, why, we're going to talk about the uh, Texas killing fields, yeah. which is the murders that occurred on the I-45 corridor yeah. in Texas. Oofta. Yeah. yeah. So... No, we'll have plenty to talk about. We're there. sticking with murder. Yeah, yeah. We get some murdering on, and then uh, you know I love true crime. Yep. And for all you alien fans, we're gonna be uh, getting into yeah sweet alien stuff uh, after that. So yeah, we are. We got some. We, got we some haven't cool done a good alien story in a while. It's uh oh, guys. I uh, just want to tell you that for the month of March, I picked. All the things that mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about. And that's what we're talking about in March. Yeah. To celebrate my birthday month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost going to be all murder all <laughs> month. It was going to be March, the month of murder. Yeah. But I didn't do that. No, you, you didn't do that. No, no. I didn't. That's no, fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let me see. Yeah. If you're, uh, Let's see. No. What? I was crossed on that. Never mind. Okay. No. Yeah, as we wrap up here, I'd uh, always like to thank all of you for listening. I mean, it's just uh, the numbers. Seriously. The numbers keep jumping and jumping. And, it's, you know, it's even, nice even this January, I mean, like, we're by no means, like, busting viral, but... Uh, this like organic growth that we're getting is awesome. It's nice. And uh, January is usually a slow month. February is mm-hmm. a slow month. We'll see how February goes. But but with January, um, yeah, I mean, we're exceeding last year. We are. And uh, not just by a little either, quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, I like it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, please, I'm hoping uh, this natural growth continues <laughs> to happen. No. So as we always say, we don't advertise or promote on anything. So, you know, we're a word of mouth uh, podcast. So mm-hmm. if you know someone that's into this, please, please, please share. Yes. Uh, it just would help us a ton. And if you have the time and uh, can do it, uh, please rate, you know, the the podcast on your platform. Yes. Give us uh, as many stars as there are available, and if you can drop a sweet comment or uh, yes, encouraging word for someone else that's just browsing through looking for absolutely. a horror podcast, we'd absolutely appreciate Turns it. Turns out, especially with Apple, that ratings and reviews is yeah. what helps 
Yeah, you, also, but Apple's a little bullshit too. They, um, they just push what they think's cool. Yeah, at they the do. end of the day. Yeah. I I hate to say it, but you know, unless you're like dropping millions of uh you know, downloads a day. Yeah, you, you know, don't or something exist like to that. Them. Um no, they just pick, you know, oh, we like this one, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we talk about it all the time. We're not famous, so we don't have fame uh, to carry us we through don't. all this. We don't have celebrity or anything like no. that to carry us. Uh, we just love uh, nerding out over this stuff. And yeah, what we, we find is, is there's other people nerding out to it as well. So exactly. We yes. can all nerd together. So Nerd. 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 <laughs> So again, thank you so much and spread, keep on spreading the love. Uh, we get it so much in return and seeing it in the uh, analytics. We, we uh, do. And, and uh, we love doing this and we hope uh, you feel the love as well. And with that being said, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Mm, six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in the world. No doubt. Seven. Don't engage with the black-eyed children. Man. The black-eyed folk, I believe we decided. The black-eyed folk? Yes. Yeah. Them folk? Yeah, we went all Midwestern. Yep. And lastly? Just listen. Yeah. Also, if you're not feeling well, fluids. Drink fluids. Lots of fluids. Yeah. Get plenty of sleep. And if your ear really hurts, take some ibuprofen, but go to urgent care. Because yeah. you might have an ear infection. Yeah. And if you're battling uh, clogged ears for multiple weeks and one day you wake up and you're just walking into a door because you're all like You might have an infection. You might have an infection. <laughs> so, you know, you want to be proactive, not reactive. Yes, So yes. take care of yourself. You only get one you. Yeah, only have two ears. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week for the uh, Texas Killing Fields. Yes. Uh, Have a lovely day, a wonderful week. And make good choices. Take care.